Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Daily Home Edit, the podcast from the team at Home Beautiful magazine. I'm Sarah Berman and today I'm joined by Natalie Bowen, who is not just Australia's premier Hampton style expert. She's also an interior designer and founder of Perth-based Inter Island an interior designer with Open Homes Australia and a certified builder to boot. Welcome, Natalie. Thank you for having me, Sarah. (laughs) Now, I need to add there's a lot more things on your resume and I would have been talking for a solid two minutes if I listed them all. You have your own range of furniture and rugs with Carnival Homeware. Yes. Which is very exciting. Newly launched. Yes, all newly launched. (laughs) You're an ambassador for brands like James Hardy, Quantified Technology and Aqua Technique. Yes. Yeah, got that one. (laughs) And you're currently putting the finishing touches on your very own Hamptons farmhouse renovation. Yes, that's correct. An enormous project. Big, huge project. (laughs) But before we get to that project, let's go back to the start of your career. Were you always interested in home decoration and interior design and in particular Hampton style? When I first started, I actually wanted to be a fashion designer, not an interior designer. Is that the case? And it was. I was so wrapped up in, you know, being creative and, you know, dressing up. And But ironically, when I look back, my dad was a builder. And so I used to go and fossick all around the house and, you know, all the builds that he was doing and come home with all my scraps and start making and putting things together. So when I left school, I, all I wanted to do was go and make clothes. But I was doing that and earning a good income had my own little label. This is all at the bright-eyed age 16. And, but being, and had, had being a private school girl, my parents sort of said, you're not going to just go and do that. You need to go and earn a proper living and sent me off to TAFE. And so I studied interior design. And that's when I fell in love and was very passionate about, you know, being able to do the creative side of design and homes. And from there, I just realised that I had this gift, I suppose, of being able to walk into houses and just go, oh, let's do this, let's do that, let's move this wall and, you know, had that creative bug happen. And it probably wasn't until I moved to Queensland that I really started to acknowledge that it was the Hampton style that I was starting to emulate and that sort of came from, you know, the beautiful old Queensland homes. But it wasn't until then I'd gone to the Hamptons that, you know, the penny dropped that there was actually a label to it. So that's how I became very passionate about really branding what we did and fit that niche market here in Australia. So how did you actually get your start in the industry? Well, I went into merchandising first and I went into merchandising in fashion, straight straight out <laughs> of TAFE. And Dad used to, you know, throw me a few plans now and then and sort of say, you know, have a look at this and see what you can come up with. So it was kind of by default that it started to happen. And then we moved overseas and we lived in Bangkok and Jakarta and having all the experts, or sorry, all the expats over there, 
it was one of those things that, you know, being in the Asian countries, you were sort of also open to that sort of British colonial Singapore raffle style. And beautiful. you had your hands on so many more beautiful pieces that I just started to do people's apartments. And so the styling actually happened out of all of that. So then when I moved back to Australia, going into actually starting my own company and starting my own business. So that's when you launched into Ireland and you're based over in Perth with that. Yes. What's your advice for anyone interested in a career in interior design? Where should they start? Because I feel like you had... Your start is really interesting, but having your father as Mm. a builder to influence you probably sort of definitely sent you in that direction, didn't it? But where can other people start? Yeah, it's, it's actually a really good question because I get asked this a lot and I also get a lot of young kids sort of calling up and saying, where do I go? Where do I start? Is it better to do a little course or is it better to go into straight into uni or TAFE? I mean, the course that we did back back a long time ago was actually called interior design, but it, now it's called interior architecture. Mm. My advice really is really define specifically what it is that you want to do. Uh, people see it as being a very glamorous vacation <laughs> because they see all the, the fun and the glamour and the, they you know, you, the pretty stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they don't really see all the, the stuff that goes into it behind and sort of say you have the you theory really, behind it. Yeah, it's the not, theory it's behind not light it. and fluffy. It's, Absolutely. It's and you kind of have two really good days in the whole job. You have a great day the first day that you meet the clients when everybody is just excited and happy and enthusiastic and full of creativity. And the last day when you see them crying because they're just so excited because of what you've done. <laughs> Everything in between, you don't see that stuff. So, <laughs> And that's the hard stuff. So ways that people can get involved and and start enrolling into finding things that they love to do is maybe even go into retail of furniture, you know, Mm. starting to have an understanding of what are the the different brands and lines of furniture that you can do. Textiles is another one, you know, even going to fabric houses, starting to get a feel for what direction that they want to go in. Is it styling? Is it actually design? Go and, you know, do some work as a draftsperson or Mm. just start getting involved or around the people that do the job because then that way you're starting to go, is that what I want to be in 20, 30 years' time? Mm. Now, you've already spoken about how you started to fall in love with Hampton style, and that really came to the fore with Into Ireland, didn't it? Mm. So let's talk Hamptons. You've travelled to the American East Coast fairly regularly over the last, what, decade? Or yeah. More? yeah. Yep. Can you describe the region itself and the architecture and in a broad sense? It actually is quite broad, and I think that's the misconception that mm. a lot of people have is that they think Hamptons and they just go beach, coastal, mansions. And that's kind of it. Whereas it's a lot more in depth than that. I mean, the Hamptons actually originated as farmlets um, many, many moons ago. And then the Dutch came out and it was when the potato famine happened. And these little farmlets that were on these amazing acreages then started getting taken over by people with wealth. And then they started to create these beautiful mansions. And it really wasn't even until maybe 20 years ago that the celebrities really grabbed onto it. And it was, you know, their home that they started to have rather than living in New York and Manhattan and working five days a week and then packing up the car, animals, kids, photos and all, and then moving to their Mm. home, 
you know, for the weekend and having, you know, these fabulous, glamorous, entertaining parties and, and relaxing, you know, having that amazing indoor-outdoor beach lifestyle or country feel because that's what it's like. Yeah, and it is about that lifestyle, this yeah, week, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Is there a particular region of the Hamptons that you particularly love and return to? East Hampton has to be an absolute favourite of mine. I think it's the, you know, it's very quaint. It's also got every beautiful designer brand that you can think of, you know, including four Ralph Lauren stores that I don't think you could ever go past. But it's, you know, you need though, at least four. You need at least four. <laughs> uh, you know, they've got restoration hardware there. You know, they've got everything sort of in just one little pocket. But also you have the ability to get on a bike and actually ride around and go up and down these incredible laneways and just see these amazing mansions. They're just incredible to see. Isn't it amazing over there? It is. So I was going to ask you more specifically about shopping, but you've already oh, <laughs> you nailed went, it. You went straight there. <laughs> so we were actually on tour together in the Hamptons a few yeah. years ago now, and you gave a great tip. I'm sure it was your tip, which was that you should try to visit the, the Hamptons in the shoulder season so that you're able to tour homes that are yes, up for sale. Absolutely. I loved that tip. It yes. really inspired me, and actually it's on my dream list of holidays to well, take now. I actually tell clients if they're, you know, if they're really serious about building one of these beautiful style houses to go over there I link them up with a couple of agents and they get to see inside these houses because if they are going to be spending upwards of anywhere between three to ten million dollars you want to get it right and you want them to understand that the Hamptons just isn't this cookie cutter look it very much is very layered uh, it's got you know so much more dimension to it than just blue and white cushions and then they start understanding how the design of the house is going to take place. There's something about seeing those homes in situ that is an entirely different experience to just looking at photos online, isn't oh, there? 100%. You can't, yeah. you can't really explain um, the enormity of the home, mm. the spaciousness and, and the flow of the house itself. And I don't think you can ever get that by images on a page. No. You know, it is definitely one of those things to walk in to go and see the vaulted ceilings and those beautiful flowing stairwells and, and even all the details. I think is also one of the really important layers that these houses carry well. So coming back to home shores, why does this Hamptons look work so well for Australian homes? Well, I think that as Australians, we do emulate that lifestyle. Uh, we're very much relaxed, laid back, love to entertain, love open plan living. We have the climate for that style of home. And I think we've really come full circle into over the decades of different niche and cliche builds in Australia, we've come full circle to really wanting that classic longevity out of a home. Mm. So where people used to do a spend on, you know, a modern or a very architectural or the Balinese style or very modern take, they would get maybe 10 years out of their home before the style changed. Whereas the Hampton style is what we term Hampton style. It's the classic longevity where people will be able to walk into that house in 50 years to 100 years time and it'll still hold itself true and well to the money that was put into it when it was built and designed. And the look's really taking hold, isn't it? I mean, for all of those reasons. Absolutely. But we're seeing it go mass. But I think 
it's done well is a different story. Correct. And I think that's what you offer with Indie Island, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so I what, like to think so, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So what's your advice for anyone thinking of renovating their home in that style? So where would, where would you start to sort of get a sense and, on home shores of that yeah. Hamptons look and feel? Look, I think first and foremost, picking up and starting to put together your own mood boards is really imperative. Start really finding out what it is about the look that you love and the detail that people love to have. And look, I think we're so exposed to so many different media sources of whether it be Instagram, magazines, Pinterest, house, whatever the platforms are, there is just a plethora of, you type in Hamptons and it's one of the most asked pieces of information all online. So that is one way to start sort of looking at what it is. And then secondly, find somebody really good that you can resource to use an encyclopedia to get the information Mm. that you need. Be informed be educated, understand what the products are, understand who it is that you're, you know, wanting to work with. And one of the things that I do with my clients is actually make sure that they understand furniture first, then build around it. Because what tends to happen is that they have a build and then they say, oh, now I want it to look like a Hampton style. And then they realise that their three and a half set of couch and their two big, beautiful, Victoria style wingback chairs aren't going to fit in the room. Or they want to have a beautiful library and there's no wall. So, you know, there's certain things that people need to understand right at the very beginning. I try to educate a client right from the very beginning and probably sounds a little bit back to front, but start with furniture first and the look and the feel of the room that you want to have. Well, yeah, I was about to ask you about the key architectural features and Mm. then go to furniture, but let's start with furniture then, but going furniture first. What would you say are the sort of, I don't know, I know it's a bit hard because there's so many, but what would be some of the key furniture pieces that every Hamptons home should have? Well, one of the things that emulates this style is those beautiful, big, comfortable sofas. So three and a half seat sofas, natural linens, beautiful single seats. You can never have too many sofas in a Hampton style house. You would have seen that when we were yeah. at the Hamptons. And you'll see that when were you come to... Were they 12 seated uh, couches? Maybe 15 <laughs> seated couches? You know, there should always be a seat. Yeah. <laughs> everywhere in the house. So ironically, even in our house that, that we'll get to speak about, I mean, I think we've got like 16 sofas. I mean, it sounds ex- <laughs> totally exorbitant, but that's what they are. You know, they're you very much... You never know when you're going to need to have a little sit down. So it is a bit of a running <laughs> joke, but it's one of those things that you need to have chairs and placements. And it's Also, little vignettes around the home, beautiful rattan pieces, work with neutral tones of looking at oaks, but then have spots of black pieces and white pieces. Beautiful cabinetry is also one of the biggest Mm. features in the Hamptons. And whether that's cabinetry in your kitchen and wet areas, or whether that is built-ins next to fireplaces and libraries, it is very much detailed and, and very heavy emphasis on that. And then architecturally speaking, I mean, some of those are crossover. I guess. What would you say the key features? Well, let's go outside, exteriors that that would speak to that Hamptons look? Well, cladding is the absolute obvious thing because the Hamptons houses are actually built from wooden shingles and a wooden shingle is is basically a 30 centimetre by 20 centimetre piece of sheer oak and then they actually grey to then look aged. So over here, I mean, we do have access to them but they're not very practical and even over in the Hamptons they're now looking at other options because of their seasonal weather. They're so beautiful um, though, I know, they? they are stunning. So what we've 
we've done is we've emulated that with the James Hardy product with the cladding, with those beautiful clean lines, beautiful big wide cladding boards and top to toe right the way around the home. I mean, that's really the biggest feature that you see when you look at a Hampton style house. Now let's talk about your farmhouse renovation, which was recently featured on the pages of Home Beautiful. It was a massive undertaking for you. I'm not sure what your timeline was on that one. Interestingly enough, we did it in 11 months, which is unheard of, I think, anywhere. (laughs) Because normally (laughs) a house of that size would actually probably take three years. Now the scale of this one is really Mm. impressive. If you want to talk Hamptons, I mean, you've Got it. When I talk about Hamptons on, the, on this podcast, I often talk about the scale. Start first with the scale. Like yes. That's the thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it is. So what was the property originally? So the original little homestead was built in 1860. It's my husband's fifth generation great-grandfather. So he came out from Ireland. He stole a sheep to feed his family and he got <laughs> sent on a boat and was put in Australia. And wow. uh, lucky for us, he got the most incredible plot of land about an hour and 20 minutes out of Perth. And uh, it was in the family but not to us and we had the opportunity to actually purchase the land going back about three years ago and very humbly we were just going to, you know, tizzy her up, have a little weekend there and, you know, and that was it. Oh, you've tizzied her up. And um, so we did tizzy her up (laughs) quite some. So, you know, we weren't limited to what we could do but we obviously wanted to retain the beautiful features and obviously give back to to the family and the tradition of what that little house was going to be. So we've kept her in place but we've added these two beautiful wings each side, a north and a south wing. It's an estate, of course, Sarah. So we have to have two separate wings. So we've adjoined the little house as being the bedroom area, an entrance foyer, and then we've created the two sides uh, to pull the Hampton style together. It's a really special connection. But what were your impressions the first time you saw the property? Uh, what am I doing here? (laughs) (laughs) It was actually derelict. I mean, so nobody had actually lived in it for 30 years. And my husband had threatened that we were going to live in it as is. And I just said, that's not going to happen. But again, it was one of those, it was a real, really, really hard decision because we wanted to ironically try to humble our children somewhat. We had lived in a beautiful Hampton style house that we did uh, on a beautiful marina uh, in Perth. And when we came back to Perth from Brisbane and, you know, they loved it because everybody knew it was our house. Everybody knew the Hampton's house on the marina. And we thought, you know what, these children need to be a little bit humbled. Well, that didn't happen clearly because <laughs> we built this enormous home. But again, we were very fortunate because it's very high up on a hill. We weren't limited to space. So we really could go to town on the true whole vision was going to be. So as soon as we were able to purchase the land in the house, the design creativity started to happen. So it has been in the making for about three years. With an intense last 11 yes, months. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Is it actually a working farm, Natalie? Uh, it is, yeah. So yeah. we've got 78 acres, but the rest of the land is actually workable farm land. So they have wheat and sheep. We have 100 sheep and two llamas, so that's a bit cute. <laughs> but again, you know, it's one of the things that we needed to find was water on the property. And of course, everybody knows about restrictions with water and mm. how hard it is to get. But we're fortunate that we do have a dam uh, on the property. So we had to... We were supposed to actually start two years beforehand, but we actually had to find water because if we found water under the house of where we were planning to build, 
we couldn't have built what we wanted to build where we wanted to build it. So we had little water diviners out and people wow. to come out and we finally found water. So our intention very much is to have some sustainability on the property as well as, you know, being able to have luxury stays and, you know, wedding events and that's a whole other stage that we're looking at Plan doing. Plan B. Yes, <laughs> very much so. Well, I guess when these challenges arise, having experience as a builder with a builder certificate... Mm. Well, maybe not as a builder, but having a certificate would certainly help you understand the challenges and what needs to be done. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I think that for us in our business, which is very turnkey, that is one of the biggest assets that we hold. Uh, We don't just come in with fluffs and frills and and be cushion pushers. We are very much coming from looking at how to build, what's going to be the best budget to create the look that people are actually after, and then what what the client actually wants and Mm. how to actually project manage and pull it together is really important. So I've seen it coming together on Instagram, on television, and now in Home Beautiful magazine. Magazine. Now that the building and decorating process is coming to an end, because I feel like you're about 98% there, yep. aren't you? Although I imagine, I can tell, that it's <laughs> going to be constantly updated and changed, yep. knowing you. But how are you reflecting back on that journey? Was it all worthwhile? Is there any regrets, anything you'd change? Yeah, really good question, actually. You know, I think because we had anticipated it for such a long time, the process actually seemed to, and it was fast, but it seemed to go faster than what we even had contemplated. I mean, that probably had a lot to do with me having a whip, you know, on all the trains doing what they were doing all the time and having time restrictions to get it on TV. But look, I think for us, everything actually came together exactly how we wanted it to. The only changes that I probably would have made, ironically, would to be go bigger, which I know sounds extraordinary, but I could have absolutely done with another couple of rooms. I could have pushed out walls further. There are always things, I think, in every build that you can stand back. And I think that that's, you know, part of always being open to learning and understanding what works, what doesn't work. But we had some incredible brands that we worked with, some amazing trades. And I think that that was a great thing to come across. We also had some, you know, some pretty dodgy trades and some pretty dodgy experiences that we thought, oh God, you know, thank God it happened to us and not to a client. Those sorts of Mm. things were important. You know, there's never a trade or a product that I give to a client that I don't use or have on myself first, because there would be nothing worse for that to happen with a client and then going, oh, I didn't realise that. So I I always say make sure that you've got great references and you know the trades personally before they start on anybody's build. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the finished product is so polished and sophisticated you'd not know that any drama had been encountered. How does your husband feel about it now that it's all done? I don't think that he's had an opportunity to breathe yet. (laughs) Um, look, it's been a really, in- I think, have a you? very... I don't think you have. Not really, no. I mean, look, this house was actually built in our part-time because obviously clients came first and that, that happened on, on every level. So if a trade had to do something on our house, they had to go and do client first. So right through that process, it was very much part-time. So lots of weekends, you know, lots of 15, 20-hour days pulled off. Wow. So lots of blood, sweat and tears. But to really look back, there's often those glimpses that we look at and go... we did this. Like, you know, Mm. can we remember what it was like literally 12 months ago? So if somebody, I think, is like when they see the show and they look at the before and afters, I think they're just going to be blown away with what we've pulled off. 
And what's your favourite part of the house now that it's all complete? Oh, again, really hard questions, Sarah. Mm. So I have actually... Pick a favourite child. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the rooms that I think a lot of people respond really well to is a room actually on the south side. And it's uh, got the mezzanine looking in over it. It's got beautiful, soft duck egg blues and caramel tones. Rugs are in there. There's a lots of different layers of, you know, library with gorgeous vignettes everywhere. And the feel of it when you're looking out from inside out is you can actually pick up the hints of the wheat and the blue skies for the caramel and blues. But then when it starts to have beautiful winter rains, we've got pops of green in there as well. So then you can pick up the greens, caramels and blues. So I think when you walk into the room and also the, the sheer enormity of these ceilings is just amazing like it's just breathtaking when you walk in so I think that that's probably one of my favorite rooms amongst the studio and the kitchen (laughs) and (laughs) and the list just goes on and on. There's nothing better than a perfectly executed Hamptons style kitchen. Mm. Have you got just the one in this property? No we have two. And again, things evolved. Um, The studio was specifically going to just be a studio for myself. And then that kind of evolved to, you know, I need a little drink station to, oh, we best put a butler sink in there. I want to have a Navy kitchen. So it started to evolve to now it's a whole studio, including kitchen and bathroom and ensuite. It's got the whole gamut in there. And I think the great thing about it is that it shows the Navy and how you can actually have it in the Navy in whites. But then the main kitchen, are the, the island bench, is this incredible muted denim blue island bench, which is just amazing. Uh, so it really enabled me to be able to do everything that I wanted. And I think that's why the house had to be so big and had to have so many living areas and had to have so many spaces. So I could really, you know, regurgitate everything that I wanted to that was been, you know, entwined in my head for so long. It's now out on the page. (laughs) And what's next for Natalie Bowen and Inder Island? Because I don't imagine that you're going to be resting on your laurels. Well, I think, you know, again, when we started down the journey of really branding into Ireland and, and what we wanted to bring to the marketplace and the consumers was incredible products. I think that that's something that sometimes we lack here in Australia. When you do get to travel and go overseas and you start seeing what's on show for everybody out there, we want to bring that here. But we also want to personalise it so that it becomes an Australian brand rather than an American brand. Mm. So that's something that we're really focused on doing is creating online store with incredible, beautiful collaborations and beautiful products. The next stage for the Hamptons Farm Estate is to then do up the shed. We're also going to be doing glamping tents. We had the ability to, little hint, we actually had seven containers full of furniture that I'd been curating and collating over the past three years since we got the land. So then it was what to do with the containers? Well, we're going to make them into little Hampton homestays on the farm. (laughs) So that's going to be the next stage to that so that we can actually hold events and weddings and, you know, do whatever else we want to do. And people can actually come and stay and have the experience of what it's like on a farm but also having the Hamptons experience. I know where I'm taking my next holiday. Yes. <laughs> we, have, we may have been talking about yes. this already. <laughs> and we'll include all the links so that people can find yeah, more information or know where to, where to look for when that goes live. But Perfect. As always, Natalie, you've been so insightful about Hamptons living and Hampton style and everything that makes it special. We are very lucky to be featuring this incredible home we've been talking about on the pages of Home Beautiful. And I'm so confident that our readers are going to love it. 
it. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank well, you thank so much you. for joining us. Can't wait for you to come and stay at the Hamptons <laughs> Estate. And that's a wrap for the Daily Home Edit. Don't forget to tell us what you think. Rate, review and subscribe. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.